Ciao amici e benvenuti a Kimberly's Italy, a podcast about our love of all things Italian. For episode 108, which is pronounced cento e cento, or as the Italians love to drop a vowel or two randomly, is pronounced episodio centotto. Before we get into this fun episode, I want to thank Katie in Oregon. Katie is from Oregon, and that's her Apple ID as well. She wrote such a sweet review about how our passion for all things Italian comes through our episodes. However, she has a very funny typo, and I was trying to figure out what she could have meant. Kimberly and Tommaso clearly have authentic passion for all things Italian. Whether you've been, want to go, or are currently planning a trip to Italy, you will love, uppercase, listening to them share their passion for food, art, architecture, screwy, Not sure <laughs> and what, the Italian people. I, I read that at <laughs> four in the morning when I read that. I'm like, screwy. Okay. So I, I'm a little off sometimes, but. Katie, let us know what that meant or somebody else. Give us your give us your guess. And finally, yes, Katie, get your girlfriends together and I will take you on your own kitten club trip. But as I say to everyone all the time, the sooner people get in touch with me to plan a trip, the better it will be. Why? Because you'll have access to so much more as opposed to waiting too long. More choices of everything from accommodations to fun rental cars or the more affordable private boats. You get the idea. Yeah. Bene? I'd like to add something to that also because of the news. You've seen all of these, the heat in roads and Palermo airport was shut down yesterday due to the wildfires that started due to the extreme heat and windy conditions. And sadly, Palermo broke the record on Monday when the temperature reached 47.4 degrees Celsius, which is 117 degrees. Dio mio, that's so and hot. I just want to sort of speak to this regarding your travel planning. I firmly believe that next year, July and August, and probably a little part of June, and part of September, is going to be a little bit thin over there because it's going to be hot again. I think we're going to go back and I'm going to, I'm going to predict that May is the new June. (laughs) June is the new July. So in other words, if you're interested in a trip for next year, start thinking about it now and go early or go late. It's going to be very, if if this continues again, it's going to be crazy. This is real. This is here to stay, I think. Okay. So that's all for the South, but in the Veneto region up North, about a hundred people were injured from tennis ball sized hail. That's also incredible. And two people were killed when a tree fell down. I know. So there were even a few tornadoes. So in summary, climate change is wreaking havoc across the country, across the globe, obviously. So be prepared for weather extremes if you are traveling during the hottest months, which is when this type of weather occurs. There's also some good news. Grazie Dio. And That is, they just opened up a high-speed train from Rome to Pompeii, and it takes just over one hour and 40 minutes. So you can depart Rome's main train station, Termini, right before 9 a.m. and arrive at 1040. 
And that's fantastic news for history lovers who'd like to see Pompeii, like me. Mm -hmm. Um, And one more thing, just to remind people, if you're listening to us on Stitcher, Stitcher's shutting down in August. The app for listening to podcasts is shutting down. So pick up Spotify, pick up Apple, pick up anything else, but don't lose us because... Because we'd be sad. We'd be sad. And you'd be too. <laughs> Alora, let's get into our interview with our friend Jane. She just returned from her first trip to Italy and shared her observations with us. And I've had a lot of clients who have hired me specifically because it was their first trip and they wanted full-on immersion into the culture. And when they return, some of them are kind enough to spend the time to share their take on Italy, the people, the cuisine, etc. But in this case, Jane lives right up the way in Providence and she came down to our studio to record this episode. And actually it ran longer than we thought. So we are going to put up part two, parte due, to this episode later this week with another one of my clients, summary of his family's first trip to Italy last month. This man's name is Shad And he, as we've mentioned previously, writes so well that I am simply going to read his words from my questions to him and try to do his words justice. We realize that people prefer to listen to podcasts that are under 30 minutes. So that's why we'll add parte due in a separate episode. It's like a little bonus episode. Va bene? All right, finalmente, here we go with Jane. Go ahead, kittens. (laughs) This is like a special treat. We have our special guest. Her name is Jane. Ciao, Jane. Ciao, Kim. Jane just returned recently from her very first trip to Italy. And throughout the last few years, I've had several clients who went on their very first trip to Italy. And it was fun when they returned to hear their opinion on it. And they told me what they liked, what they didn't like, what they noticed, etc. But I wasn't friends with them, long-standing friends. So Tommaso and I have known Jane for about 15 years, and we were so excited when she finally got to go in the most perfect possible way. Wait till you hear about her trip. And we really wanted to get her take, her opinion on her observation of all things Italian on her first time. So I sent her a few questions, and we're just going to casually Walk through them. Va bene? Si. (laughs) Okay, let me preface. Jane is from the East Coast, lives in Providence, Rhode Island. She's in her 50s. She's tons of fun. Single. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, brava. That was perfect. My sailing buddies out there around the world. Yeah, right. Got a hot 50-something-year-old for you here. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Thank you for that addition. Um, anyway, she's tons of fun, so we we're super excited to get her take. All right? So after she was there 12 days, 14 days? We were there from June 8th to uh, June 20th. Okay. A good amount a good of time. Chunk, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So they started in Rome. Then they went to Tuscany. She'll get into the details of where they were. And a few days in Florence, back to Tuscany, back to Rome. And that was the trip. So these are the types of things I am very curious to hear of your take on. So, Jane, Amica Mia, what did you notice 
or shall I say, did you notice a difference between the Italians' relationship with food and wine compared to Americans? <laughs> you should see your face. I, I, I figured out pretty quickly, and I kind of had a, a, a hunch that this would be the case, that Italians just enjoy food and drink, and they don't do it to, to excess. They, exactly. they, no one gets messy. Everybody's enjoying what they're eating. It's a, it's a thing. It's, it's fun. The food is beautiful. It's delicious. At least the food we had. It, it, I it had. all it was is great. Really? Yeah. And the settings are beautiful. Um, it was pretty eye opening. Exactly. So because Jane and Tommaso and I, along with all these other friends in Providence and here on our little island of Jamestown, we are all very social especially in the summer months. All of our friends, our collective friends, have big, beautiful dinner parties. Everything like that is lovely here. The difference is our food source is different, unless, you know, the friends we have that grow their own vegetables, etc. But the other difference is when we all get together, there's tons of appetizers. There's just so much food beforehand. How often did you see too much food before a dinner? You never see too much exactly. food. But I will add that when you stop for your, a cocktail somewhere, a they, they do have little snacks that they bring out automatically. Right. But guess which what? Which was kind of nice. They're oh, little, really though. Nice. They're little. Exactly. Like the smallest little dish with like eight potato chips in them, which, by the way, I don't care for potato chips. They're amazing mm. in Italy, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, even that little gesture was delicious. Right. So little olives, little nuts, little mm -hmm. potato chips, that's about it. Mm. But then when you have your meal, either in a restaurant or at your friend's house where you stayed in Tuscany, it's not too much. No, you never, you never feel super full. You feel satisfied. Right. But you don't feel, you just don't feel super full. Right. Because it's not, no one goes back for seconds. You don't get a huge serving unless you are in a tourist-driven type restaurant, which, you know, can happen to anybody. But tell me about, like, the first time you had a pomodoro and mozzarella salad, tomato and mozzarella salad, like the taste. The tomatoes are beautiful. Right? The tomatoes are really beautiful. They're not like the um, tomatoes you get in the grocery store here. Um and the basil was fresh and everything was fresh. It was, it was delicious. It was fresh. It was much more taste. Yeah. The olive oil. Bite. Yeah. Exactly. Everything was perfectly seasoned. At least the food that I ate. Seasoned. But the difference is in Italy, primarily all over the entire country, north to south, it is their pride and joy to grow everything without pesticides as organic as possible mm -hmm. And they tend to their soil. Nothing is grown in these hot houses like we have here. So when you have that tomato and mozzarella and dip your little bread that's amazing into a teeny bit of olive oil from that salad, it's just so good, right? And so well, and what different. I noticed in Tuscany walking around, um, a lot of people had their own garden. Like, yes. It seemed like a lot of houses had their own family garden yes. and things were actually growing and it was beautifully tended and it is nice. it's such a major factor of their life mm. and they eat it every day. They appreciate it. And they, as you mentioned at the beginning, nothing to excess. 
even the right. wine. Correct? Right. No, I didn't. I never saw anybody get what I say messy. Nobody right. lost their like composure. Everybody was happy, but yes. nobody got noticeably inebriated or it was just this really fun, happy thing. Environment. Mm. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's move on to the sartorial taste, the way Italians dress. Did you notice that? Well, yes. but i do want to say that when we were in florence there was the men's fashion week going on oh right so let me just interject that jane sent us a text during that and said it's men's fashion week here (laughs) lots of eye candy (laughs) that being said as a group men and women they're very well dressed it was very different than other countries that I've been to. And it was it was warm. Right. But men had suits on, tailored suits, beautiful shoes. Mm-hmm. They looked great. I, I'm focusing on the men because <laughs> why know, not? Why not? But <laughs> the women were, were very well dressed as well. Well, when someone's on vacation, it can be from any country and you're on vacation, you're wearing comfortable shoes and you're wearing lightweight clothes in the summer and you're obviously a tourist, but the Italians stick out because those that work in the banks or the cosmetic stores or wherever, they make a huge effort Mm. every day Mm. when they... And on the train, just you knew the Italians as opposed to the tourists, I would say, definitely. All right. What about... Well, let's go into a little detail of where you went. So you started in Rome and you stayed in a sweet little place over by Castel Sant'Angelo. Mm-hmm. First of all, she went with her friend, Tom, and tell us the connection. Tom is friends from however long ago with... My good friend, Tom, lived in New York City. So he um, met a lot of a lot of people, a lot of these people and while he lived in New York City. Okay. And they remained friends. I don't, they've been friends for 25 years. Okay. So they have visited, They've the Italians have come to the U.S., Tom has gone to Italy and other places, so it's a pretty tight-knit group. Okay, so in this group of Tom, her friend, friends, there's Paolo, Enrico, Emilia, Paola, and then two Frenchmen. Simone so and Yvonne, yes. Okay, yes. so they're all friends from careers, walks yes. of life. Yes. And they all coordinated it so that Paolo and Enrico that own a home in Tuscany. Everyone coordinated it with the arrival of Jane and Tom at that time frame in June. So everyone would... Everybody converged. Okay, into Tuscany. But you and Tom went to Rome first. We went to Rome because Tom was such a good friend. He wanted to make sure I saw some um, culture and famous things. Right. Um, and you did. Which was great, which I wanted to do, too. I, you know, I didn't need to see a million churches, obviously. <gasps> Don't say that to me. I'm church lady. If you've ever listened to these episodes, but Tom, that's OK. Tom can delete that. No, no, it's fine. No, we'll leave that. Oh, in he there. loves that. I, I need support in my church lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I we saw we saw a great mix. And right. Tom was a super good tour guide and it was crowded, but we it was relaxed. We walked a lot. You have to wear Isn't comfortable shoes. Best? It's the best. Did you keep track? Uh, my oh, record yeah. is 12 miles in one day in Rome. I'm not sure we did 12 miles, but we did you maybe did 10. Close, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? It was but great. You don't get tired because 
my description of Rome is like an outdoor museum. Mm. You turn the corner and last fall was Tom's, this Tom, Tommaso's first time to Rome and he was not tired at all. You could have walked 30 miles because every corner you turn, there's something so stunning. He'd say, oh my God, I studied that in college and look, it's right in front of me. Well, I also think when you're walking down a normal street in Italy and particularly in Rome, whether it's a bookstore or an art supply yes. store or something else, the windows are just mm, so right, beautiful. Right, window display. Did you notice that? Oh, we did some shopping. It was great. <laughs> it was great to poke around in all the shops. It it's was just so different. Everybody's so friendly. Yeah, and um, you feel welcomed. You feel you feel liked by the Italians. They're, it was very comfortable. Even though I don't obviously know the language, Tom knows a little bit of Italian. But it was just comfortable. It was very welcoming. It wasn't oh, so any good to hear, yeah. even in the height of summer season. Yeah, yeah. it's really mm. good to hear. That's that's a big statement. Yeah. Are there any hot guys in Rome? Uh, yes. <laughs> just just wondering. There were a lot of hot guys. Yes. <laughs> so right, don't go anywhere down that, that there was a big line to get in anywhere, we avoided that because exactly. there's so much to see. Exactly. You can be perfectly happy looking at an outdoor something outdoors or the off the beaten path church or you know just sneaking old, in and exactly, it was great all of these old foundations and monuments and everything there's so much history to it and you right. can just look at it and why wait two and a half hours to get into the coliseum right right do that off season yeah um so in rome do you have a top favorite what thing stood stands out to you the most i think the fountains were pretty amazing the they're everywhere just, yeah they're everywhere they're clean they're i think that it was one of the highlights, just the amount of historic stuff around the fountain, all the, all the, what do you call those, the piazza, what do you call those camps? Piazza. Yeah. So just how it, you go through these tiny little streets and it opens up. Exactly. And then drinking a cold Aperol spritz was great. Right. <laughs> and sitting there looking at the fountain. <laughs> yeah. So. All anyway. right. From there, you took a train and went. And I have to, to say, wait, oh. this is, so people that have any anxiety about traveling and trying to figure out schedules mm-hmm. <clears throat> and all that stuff. Keep talking. I found it to be super clear. Yeah. There's but, a lot of people. Yeah. You might have to step up the pace a little bit yeah. to get to the train, but. Everything was marked really well. Everybody was helpful. Everything was clean. Even the bathroom. Like I, yes. I found getting from one place to another kind of seamless, actually. And it's efficient. Mm. The trains are efficient. Yeah. They're on time. Yeah. They are clean. And it's organized in that you had to buy a ticket and you had to buy the seat. Mm. Unlike the Amtrak or, you know, from here to New York, they'll oversell and people are standing in the hallway right. or the uh, right. aisleway. Yeah, so. we booked stuff online. We would go online and book our train tickets right. and have and just show your phone. And it right. was super easy. That you part was code. super easy. Yep. Isn't that great? Yeah. All right, that's a good addition for people to know because most of my clients take trains. No one really loves to drive in Italy, but I will convert. Well, let's, will we'll, convert talk, we'll talk about tra- oh, okay. driving in a little I bit. I know, cause... I just want to ask. <laughs> All right. So then you and Tom took the train and went to Tuscany. And I believe you were in Paolo and Enrico's house, which was close to Castiglione. Not D. Enrico, that's his brother. So oh, Paolo's Steve. partner is Simone. Paolo and Simone's house is in a village, is in an area close to... Castiglione uh, di Fiorentina. Exactly. Okay. Yes. And it's you, right there. Yes. And you got to go to that village, which is Bellissima, Magical. We right? saw the horse race there. Oh, right. Yeah. So 
Jane saw Apollo, you guys. Did oh, you know this? Tomasa? No, I didn't know. Yeah. Mm. So we had an an entire episode on the Palio in Siena. Unbelievable. Right? Ruthless. Ruthless right. men on horses. Unbelievable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Had you seen the little piazza prior to them setting it up for the Palio race? We did. And it was right when they were starting to set up. They hadn't, okay. they hadn't brought in the dirt sand. The sand and dirt when we first saw it. Talk about a super sweet little village. Right. Like just you look around. It's like, oh my God, this place is magic it's like out of a movie set mm. and yet people live there it's real life mm. and the, and i hate to say it but there's like five thousand of those all over the country well, and we went to dinner we we ended up going out to dinner like 10 o'clock at night which i think is Naturally. pretty normal yes and totally uh, it was normal. like a big family it was family style they mm-hmm. knew our hosts and they kept bringing platters of food out and it was unbelievable it was an unbelievable experience so the Palio, during the day, did you stand in the middle of the race or you had seats on the We exterior? had gotten tickets and had, had seats on the, but it was a tiny little venue because yes. it's a tiny little town. So yeah. you felt very close to the event and the energy. And in that tiny piazza, how many times around? Three. You, okay. Mm. Isn't it But amazing? it took an hour and a half for the horses to line up. Right. <laughs> But even even but even that is fascinating because these horses have the energy that you feel exactly. when you're sitting there and these animals and the ride the ride because they they don't have any saddles they don't have any stirrups they're just it's bareback that yeah it's every insane. single palio bareback that so and the crowd was just completely into it you know oh. they they it was a special experience and, so- and where were you where were you standing to watch it. We were we were right up on the they had stone um, benches like an amphitheater thing, but it was small. So we were maybe I don't know five rows up or something. Wow! Yeah, and you could go down there and get even closer um, if you wanted to. Fun. Yeah, it was it was really. I mean, and then the church bells are ringing. (laughs) You know, it it was amazing. You did say when you got home that that was your favorite experience. Yes. Oh, definitely. All right. And quickly, while you were staying in Castiglione di Fiorentina, you and Tom took, um, you drove and, or did did all of you drive? I did not drive. You did not drive. (laughs) Wait about, (laughs) hold on about the driving, but I just want to share that you drove to Lake Razimeno, Mm -hmm. took the little ferry and had lunch. And you also said that was like an idyllic day. Incredible. And anybody that's a dog lover, you can take your dogs to any restaurant, oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. any, which was an eye opener. Uh, it was kind of amazing because our host had two beautiful um, Italian dogs, Spinones. Spinones. Uh, Spinone. They're, they're yeah, hunting dogs, but they're beautiful. Right. And so he would take we, them everywhere. Yeah, we went to restaurants with them. So anyway, we're on the ferry with the dogs. It's a quick ferry ride. Yeah. And then the restaurant and again, a family style. Right. It's just this happy thing. And the food is coming out in platters and you're sharing it all. And you're looking at this lake and it's, yeah, that was an incredible experience too. Oh, I thought just you and Tom went. So it was the whole gang. No, it was the whole gang. Oh, how it was fun. the whole gang. Yeah, it was great. Yes. All right. So now tell us about your take on Italian driving. Well, <laughs> I think you might want to be blindfolded and just let it happen. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's a good one. Um, 
I the roads are very narrow, um, and a lot of the cars are small, which is yes. another difference yes. from huge the U.S., yeah. which you is kind of nice. No one has some huge SUV or or a large you know truck, uh, truck coming at you. Right, no trucks. Never. Those little tiny trucks. Yes. Those right. cute little the tiny three wheel ape. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that, I, I don't know how they don't have more accidents. I don't know. Maybe they do have accidents, but uh, the roads are very narrow and they have a system where you go to the side and let's, but the, there's a lot of hairpin turn. I found it a little frightening. It is when you are a first timer or a foreigner and you're in the passenger. But my opinion is just from years of experience of being there and driving there and living there, they all have the small cars for many reasons, but one of them is that their insurance, their car insurance is gauged on the length and the weight of your car. The smaller the car, the less you pay. And no one has these huge SUVs or trucks. And so they all feel safe together. Like in America now, everyone feels safe with an SUV. So there were a lot of motorcycles, Vespa's motorcycles. Yes, yes. Um, exactly. So, which, so it was it was just me letting myself feel comfortable in someone else's country. But to be honest, they are very good drivers. They know the roads. Mm. Well, you don't know that a hairpin turn is going to happen 18 times in a row, but they do. So they're comfortable and they drive it seemingly as fast, but they pay attention to the speed limit now, Mm -hmm. which is big Mm -hmm. because in the old days they didn't. So I find it very safe driving, but to a first timer for someone's first experience, it is a bit nerve wracking. Yeah, I would hire a driver if if I didn't have a friend there with a car. So that would be my comfort level, I think. Okay. All right. And then finally, um, thing you want to say that really stuck out? You've covered a lot, which is good. Yeah, I think I think it was. How about the people? Yeah, I was just going to say the friendly. I've been to different countries and they're I'm not going to name them but they they don't really like Americans and maybe some other tourists but Italy they were happy to see you uh, they, it was it was a very warm and welcoming and when you go into these restaurants and we went into tiny little restaurants where a lot of locals went and <clears throat> there was one instance they sat us in the back but I think that's kind of what Just they do and Tom yeah it was right. like well there were some other Americans in the back right. but um but for the most part they were really nice. They were really warm. Generous and hospitable. And the friends that you stayed with, I mean, hospitality, I think just, it runs in their blood. Yeah. Yeah. And it I, was, yeah. I also think at this time, with the amount of over-tourism that the Italians, you know, one would not normally think of Italians with patience, but they're showing true patience mm. by dealing with the masses that are going in there. I yeah. Think they're... Getting used to it because they have no other option. Right. right. And they don't mind. Like, I didn't know a lot of Italian. Maybe I know a couple of words. Um, but it, there, it wasn't, you didn't, they didn't look down on me. No, exactly. It was very sweet and it was nice. All you need to do as a foreigner, you walk in any restaurant, store, museum, church, whatever, you walk in, you just smile. That's all you mm. need to do. Yeah. And they're like, ciao, buongiorno, bella. Yeah, no, the shopping's good, the eating's good, that we were on the quest for the, the who makes the best squash blossoms. Oh, so we had to find them. Well, we'll talk about it afterwards because I can't oh. remember the name of the restaurant. But in Rome or Tuscany? Uh, in or? Florence. Okay. We, yeah, we found a great restaurant that it was, there were, there were many amazing? different types. Yeah, really good. Oh, really good. one of my weaknesses. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jane, 
Jaina. No, say it like Jaina. the Italians. Jaina. <laughs> because you cannot, Jaina. you cannot have a one-syllable name. There's, I loved when they said it? my name. <laughs> Jaina. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, most of my friends in America just call me Kim, but mm. my name's Kimberly. I don't care who calls me whatever, but Kimberly, Kimberly, que vous dire? What does your name mean? I was like, nothing. It's mm. just a name like, <gasps> and it freaks him out. How can your name not mean something? So Jaina, no one asked it what a Jaina means. No, no, but they said it and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it cute? Okay, grazie mille Jaina. <laughs> ciao, ciao, Jane. Ciao, ciao, Jane. <laughs>